Well, welcome to the Teal Shirt Report. Glad to have you with us. And we're just going to get right down to it. Uh, my name is Scott, and we do the Teal Shirt Report where we do about uh, at least, it's getting to the point where we're doing at least uh, three episodes or shows, if you will, a week. So thank you for joining us. Again, thank you for joining us here on the Teal Shirt Report. So as we often do on the Teal Shirt Report, you know, and I have to constantly take that teal shirt to the dry cleaners, but uh, we're keeping it all going here for you right here on our teal shirt report. As we as we always do, we get to the Jaguars first off on the teal shirt report. We always hit the Jaguars first on this report. Probably the biggest news as far as the Jaguars go, because I, I think it's all kind of uh, it's all kind of settled into everybody's system now that uh, there is a second home game going to be in London. Six regular season home games here in Jacksonville at TIAA Bank Field. But unfortunately, two home games going to London. I was I had gotten to the point where I was all right with one. And maybe a second one if it if it was a road game. But two home games is just, well, we've reviewed it, and everybody knows where I stand. And I'd say 75 to 90% of the fan base is in the same agreement with me. So it kind of creates a little bit of friction between the ownership and the fans and even with the media, too, as, as I'm including myself in that. So, away we go. Let's turn our attention to probably the the next thing that will happen. If your general manager, Dave Codwell, you know, it's like going fishing. Who do you catch? Who do you keep? And who do you release? Well, that is the main question right now. It does appear uh, the Jaguars have uh, several players that, fit that category i think there's some players we already know that are going to be gone but let's take a look at the guys that um, could be the more difficult decisions on defense you know i think todd wash should have been gone but it looks like he's coming back as a defensive coordinator at least for one more year with the jags or at least for a few more games maybe let's let's add it that way however on defense I think Marcel Darius really masked masked the scheme last year. And what I mean, I'm I, I've never I've never been in love with the Jaguars' defensive scheme. When you have a lot of good defensive players, great players, good players, great players, they can mask any scheme. I don't like the scheme. Seems like it it puts our players out of position a lot of times. That's what it appears like to me. It appears like the offensive coordinator from the opposing teams, probably the opposing head coach, the opposing offensive coordinator, the opposing quarterback, they seem to know how to combat the Jags' defensive scheme, which is obviously run by um, defensive coordinator Todd Wash. On defense, I think Marcel Darius masked the scheme. Great run stuffer. Um he did go through a surgery about midway through the season. And also when he left out on IR, left a huge hole in the defense, and everybody said, oh, my goodness. Now, now the teams are getting over 200 yards rushing in three straight games against the Jags. 
right after Darius went out. And, and that makes you think, well, maybe we should keep Darius. I don't think they're going to keep Darius unless unless he redoes his deal again. If he'll do a uh, if he'll redo his contract, possibly. However, I, I you know, I know Doug Marone uh, really likes Marcel Darius because uh, I think Doug was really happy when the trade was made. Marcel used to play for Doug when Doug was the head coach of Buffalo a few years ago. Marcel Darius, is it a flip the coin? Uh, you know, I think more likely it depends on this. I mean, you can draft a guy in the first or second round to play defensive line. Will he be as good as Marcel Darius? Probably not. But we're talking about the salary cap. The Jags have got to get, they got to get, you know, they got to have more cap room. They're like 31st out of 32 teams in salary uh, cap uh, movability. I mean, they're just, they're 31 out of 32 teams, and they've got to eliminate some, uh, you know, they got to make some salary cap room. Uh, clearing Marcel Darius by releasing him would do some of that. A.J. Boye, cornerback, is another guy that is carrying a big number. I believe A.J., if he comes back with us, is going to be making close to $15 million. Also, Calais Campbell, the Walter Payton NFL Man of the Year. How do you release the How do you release the NFL Man of the Year? But you know, as uh, Calais Campbell has stated on um, you know national TV shows, you know out there in the loop, you know Calais says, "Hey, I'm 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 worth what I'm making with my contract." I don't see much play with Calais. I think it's just going to be a numbers game. Those three guys I mentioned, Marcel Darius. A.J. Boyer and Calais Campbell. I don't think you can keep all three. <laughs> are you're kind of, you're kind of, it's kind of like, uh, you know, you, know, you remember George Jetson when, uh, you know, he uh, wanted to give his wife in the cartoon a dollar and she took the whole wallet. Well, the wallet's gone. I mean, the salary cap is just... <laughs> Just in a just in terrible straits right now is the best way to put it. So when you think about Marcel Darius and you're thinking about being the GM like Dave Codwell, you can't keep all three of those guys. What what, what are they going to keep? One out of three, maybe? So who do they keep? Marcel Darius, A.J. Boyer, or Calais Campbell? That's the question. I think they I think cert, there's a certainty there they're going to keep at least one. Two I don't know, but those are the main cogs on defense, the main decisions, the uh, defensive lineman, big defensive tackle, Marcel Darius, big run stuffer on a big contract too. A.J. Boye, cornerback uh, on a big contract, and Calais Campbell, a uh, defensive end, had, a, according to a lot of the the uh, pro football groups out there that rate players, Calais, Calais Campbell still played pretty close to the top of his game and was one of the better players in the league. Heck, he, he made the Pro Bowl. On offense, going into 2020, it looks like these are the three guys the decisions will be made on. I think, again, Marquise Lee, Brandon Linder, Andrew Norwell are the guys that are, they're going to consider keeping or releasing. I think the fact that Marquise is 
played very little the last two years. I think maybe he's caught three passes in the last two years. He's been on IR each of the last two years. Um, he's had, you know, an injury where he's, he's had to have surgery. I think Marquise Lee is a foregone conclusion that he's going to be released. Brandon Linder and Andrew Norwell. That's another deal there. I mean, you know, as I understand it, based on some things, you know, I've heard and seen, uh, Brandon Linder, I think he's due to make about $8 million. He, he did sign a huge, like, $51 million contract, you know, a little over three years ago, I believe. This year, he's slated to make about $8 million. I mean, he's a, considered a quality center in the NFL. Maybe he's one of the top 10, top 15 centers in the NFL. So do you find a guy that you can pay less than $8 million and then release Lender? And then Andrew Norwell's another guy. Big money. I, um, I think there's a chance Lender and Norwell could both be back, and, and that's not so much due to performance, but performance versus the money. I think Marquise Lee is, is going to be released. That's my opinion. Linder and Norwell, I think at least one of them will be back, and possibly both of them will be back. But, you know, we'll see what happens. Turning our attention to some, some area sports, some other area sports, uh, college baseball got underway at JU on uh, Friday of this past week on Valentine's Day. Back on Friday, February the 14th, JU lost to West Virginia. It was three to nothing. However, the Saturday game, February the 15th, JU came storming back with a big home run late in the game in the bottom of the eighth inning. And JU did win. The JU Dolphins did win four to three in game two. So JU split their first two games. The Jacksonville University Dolphins split their first two games against uh, Big 12 West Virginia. So good luck to the Dolphins in the baseball season. And we get a chance to go out there quite a bit to watch some of the JU games. So we'll keep you up to date with JU and other area sports as we continue along right here on the Teal Shirt Report. We also follow JU and many other uh, teams and sports and news events at BigJReport.com. That's BigJReport.com. We also have uh, concert listings in our neighbors two area on bigjreport.com. And, and here on the Till Shirt Report, we also talk about some of the concerts in and around uh, North Florida and surrounding areas. And I think what people have gotten used to me doing on the concert listings, normally the groups I list are groups I recommend or groups I'm very familiar with. I think we all have our favorites. But if there's a group that, hey, I know who they are, I've seen them in concert, or maybe I've listened to their music, and I say, hey, I'm very familiar with them, so we will list, I'll list, you know, more of the groups, obviously, that I'm familiar with, and also that I think the, you know, folks in our area may enjoy seeing. I did stumble across another group uh, the other day. In fact, it was, uh, it was actually earlier this morning. And I, I watched some of their videos on YouTube, too, and I really liked them. I'd never heard of them before. It's a group called Michigan Rattlers. The Michigan Rattlers, they're kind of a country rock group, and they'll be a Jackrabbits, 
in the San Marco area of Jacksonville, Florida, uh, this coming Friday, February the 21st at 8 o'clock p.m. And uh, I have contacted their management. We're going to try to do a, perhaps an interview with some of the, uh, you know, some of that group. But I was really impressed. Um, I'll tell you the truth. The, the band kind of connected with me right away. As far as when I listened to them, I, I probably watched their video three or four times. A song called Evergreen, and I liked it. And um, the singer's really good. Reminds me of Bob Seger a little bit. If you like groups like... Uh, ARS, Atlanta Rhythm Section, Bob Seger, Restless Heart. I think you'll like the Michigan Rattlers. And the Michigan Rattlers will be at Jackrabbits in the San Marco area of Jacksonville, Florida, uh, this coming Friday, February the 21st at 8 o'clock p.m. Keep in mind, Jackrabbits, you know, they're, they're, it's an intimate atmosphere. It's not going to be a, a very, very big crowd over there. It's kind of an intimate atmosphere. I've never been to Jackrabbits I may actually try to go over there for that. Michigan Rattlers will be at Jackrabbits in the San Marco area in Jacksonville, Florida, uh, this coming Friday, February the 21st at 8 o'clock p.m. Now, some bigger shows, groups I'm very familiar with, like the Little River Band. They're going to be at the Florida Theater. It'll be the Little River Band and the Lords of 52nd Street. I'm not as familiar with the Lords of 52nd Street. I've not watched any of their videos or heard their music, but you know, apparently they are they've got the endorsement from the Little River Band, and that may be okay for a lot of the folks that are very familiar with the Little River Band. So the Little River Band and the Lords of 52nd Street will be performing in Jacksonville on Saturday, February the 29th at 8 o'clock PM at the Florida Theater in Jacksonville, Florida. REO Speedwagon. You remember REO Speedwagon? What's that song they had, Keep On Loving You? I think that was the name of it, Keep On Loving You. REO Speedwagon will be in Jacksonville, Florida. REO Speedwagon will be in Jacksonville, Florida on Tuesday evening, Tuesday night, March 3rd at 8 o'clock p.m. at the Florida Theater right here in Jacksonville. And Michael Blue Blay. Everybody says, you know, his name is, it's written, it looks like it's a bubble or something, but no, it's pronounced uh, Blue Blay. Michael Blue Blay will be in concert uh, in Jacksonville, Florida on uh, Tuesday night, March 17th at 8 o'clock p.m. at the Star Veterans Memorial Arena. Tickets now on sale. If When you get to the box office, if the tickets are sold out, well, you may have to go online. You may have to go online anyway to find a really good seat if that's what you're looking for at this uh, juncture of things. But, you know, you can go to the stub hubs and the different uh, folks that uh, sell concert tickets online, the reputable ones. I know stub hub is pretty good. And there's a few other ones. Uh, I, I did buy a concert. I did buy a concert ticket one time on Craigslist and it worked out fine. That was uh, the, the, the two tickets I bought for Steely Dan back in, uh, I guess it's going all the way back to when I saw Steely Dan at the St. Augustine Amphitheater back in 2013, 2014. No, I, I did not buy the T-shirt, but I did buy the coffee mug. Steely Dan was a great show, and, and that's back when Walter Becker was still living. So those are some of the concerts, some of my concert memories, too. And uh, thank you certainly for um, 
tuning into the Teal Shirt Report. And we'll be back again real soon with another episode. My name is Scott. You can follow us on our website at BigJReport.com. That is uh, BigJReport.com. You're listening to the Teal Shirt Report. We also have a Facebook group. Uh, The Facebook group is pretty cool. Um, We've got a lot of stuff going on in the Facebook group. Also, the new XFL has started. If you go to our website in our sports section, you'll find a link where you can go to, you know, scores and uh, reports and insight on the XFL. And you go to uh, our website at bigjreport.com, go to our sports section, and there'll be a link in there to follow the XFL. And, of course, uh, the concerts I gave you, we, we keep those in the Neighbors the neighbors 2 section on the website at bigjreport.com. Thank you for tuning in to the uh, Teal Shirt Report. We'll do another episode really, really soon. As I mentioned a little bit earlier, we're attempting to do you know, in the neighborhood of uh, at least two to three new shows or episodes, if you will, each week. And it may get to a point where we're doing one almost every day, but we're putting, you know, at least what, um, two or three in the can every week. And I think this week we did, I think we did as many as, um, we actually did three over the past week. This would be the fourth one that we've done in the last eight days, if that gives you an idea. So you can, you know, access us anytime at anchor.fm forward forward slash uh, Scott dash Mullis and check us out. That's, you know, the links are found on our website at bigjreport.com. In the neighbors two section, you'll also find a link for the teal shirt report. So you can do almost everything, you know, right through our website at bigjreport.com. Thank you for tuning in. You've been listening to the Teal Shirt Report. So have a great day. And again, hey, thank you for listening.